What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 22 of the Fiends Podcast. I am your host, Larry, and I am joined by my longtime friend. He is the little Nicky of the local music scene. Everybody give it up for my co-host, Nick. Get in the flask. If this is your first time listening to the show, we are one half of the band Fiends. If you want to check out our music, we have two EPs out, Nervous Wreck and Witch House, and you can find those on all major streaming platforms. Real quick reminder where you can find us on social media, that's facebook.com slash the Fiends Podcast. Instagram is at the Fiends Podcast, and you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, that's youtube.com slash Fiends TX. You can find the video version of this podcast posted every single Friday, or you can listen to the audio version on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. All right, so it's episode 22, and this is our heaviest episode to date because we have our first vocalist of the show, Mm -hmm. which I'm pretty stoked for. I am too. And... So I feel like in the the RGV scene, I feel like there's a lot of vocalists, but there's very few frontmen, very few great frontmen. Um, uh, just for example, Troy from And the Hero Prevails, he is a great frontman, and I'm not just saying this because you're here, but Nick is a great frontman of Fiends, and today our guest I feel like has taken a lot of big steps into becoming one of the more prominent frontmen in our scene because he's like the head of one of the head i'll just say i think he's they're the heaviest band in the valley and so yeah he's he's somebody that i feel like has a lot of um he's got a presence he commands the stage and when he's performing you can't help but uh gravitate towards him because he just the way he carries himself. And so without further ado, uh, let's welcome our guest this week, Gabe from the band Ryson. Yo, guys, what's up, man? Good to see you, bro. Thank you for coming by, man. Thank you for having me. Um, I saw him a few a few uh, months ago um, just by chance. I didn't know he was there at the same thing, but um, we, we both ended up taking our kids to this uh, nature yeah, trail was, thing. Yeah. And I just hear from behind me, hey, man, badass Prime is a hoodie or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, this, somebody knows Prime. And I turn around and it's Gabe. Yep. And he did, and I was wearing this fucking mask, so he didn't know it was me. And I was like, oh, I was like, and I knew it was Gabe. And I was like, hey, dude, what's up? And I had him like, it's me, Nick from Fiends. He's like, hey, dude, what's up? So we were talking for a little bit. So that was cool, man. So we've graduated to metal frontman dads. Yeah, so nice here we walk go. too. So, yeah, <laughs> actually, it was, an, it was a good. Cool. It was a beautiful day. Nice day. Yeah, like dude, like a lot has happened, like especially in the last year since since it's been a while since we talked to you. So yeah, like that's that's probably the biggest thing that you you have a kid now. Yeah, yeah, it's going great and it's cool. It's pretty awesome. Just think about it, man. Just a few years ago, we were playing shows downtown McAllen, not having to worry about going home to kids. And now that's not the case. Yeah, it's it's shocking, (laughs) man. Things have changed. Metal dead life, man. Metal dead life. Well, good. Thanks for coming by, bro. I definitely want to pick your brain about a couple of things uh, later on because it's not often that I get to hang out and kind of chat with, like, other, like, vocalists. Like, I'm friends with some vocalists. Not all of them are in the metal scene. Some of them are kind of doing the alternative or rock deal. So I've got a couple of questions for you later on, so that's going to be fun. But otherwise, I mean, let's cool. just chill out, have a few brewskis, and enjoy each other's company and take it from there. Sounds good. Yeah, it'll be good because I feel like um, our bands are very similar in the scene. You prob- you guys are probably the closest 
band i think in our genre to 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 what there we're are, doing there and, are similarities but there's definitely like there's differences there's distinguishing but they com- yeah. they complement each other very yeah. very well it's great to play shows with you all because of the compliment oh it, yeah it, we're family great. man yeah it's pretty cool I think I feel like a lot of people will probably be surprised to hear like this interview when they hear you just knowing that like you're such a beast on stage and like you sound like just a monster mm-hmm. and then just to know that you have such a chill personality. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Everyone freaks out, dude. It's pretty. I don't know. Just the way I am. Just yeah. Like to keep it chill. Yeah. That's a great way to keep it, man. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a time to, to be serious when you're on stage. It's, 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 oh, you yeah, flip the yeah. switch, you it's flip like, the switch. It's, and it's, it's cool to see you flip the switch. Yeah. It's my therapy. I just let it all oh, out yeah. and it feels then, good. Then you're good for a few weeks until mm-hmm. you do it again. Exactly. Uh, cool. So let's start off with, uh, another round of, uh, our, favorite segment it's called hidden gems and this is where we take a look at, back at something that was a little bit uh underappreciated it could be a band it could be a movie uh anything that deserves another look or listen to so anybody want to go first you want to try first you good you, uh, want- you go ahead uh, okay like like I'll, I'll i'll take it so um now for the most part usually we're picking bands that you know we like to pick bands that were underrated or underappreciated or maybe like a little more obscure uh for my pick i feel like people our age know this band and are pretty aware but i feel like maybe people that are a little younger or older may not be um privy to to bands like this in in this genre so i thought it'd be a good idea to to uh take a look at the band a spirit box I don't necessarily have like a specific album. I, actually, I don't even think they even have an album. I think they just have like a maybe an EP and a like collection of singles. But they're a band that has like blown up in the scene like in the last year, like pretty quickly. And uh, the band features the front woman Courtney Laplante, and you might remember her from uh, bands like I Wrestled a Bear once. Uh, she was the second singer probably the better singer i think she did a couple albums but uh she joined this band probably within the last few years and i feel like this is the band she was always meant to be because her uh voice complements this band so well um if i had to describe i mean they're they're kind of doing the gent thing but it's not too much of a it, it's not too complicated it's something that's like accessible for people that normally wouldn't listen to that style of music so like you know if you're into the heavy shit like you can get into it but if you're not into the heavy shit if you like something a little softer you can still get into it like there's there's heavy songs and then there's soft songs um i think they recently signed with rise Records, so that's a big deal for them like they've already blown up but then the last year they're gonna blow up even more like it's only a matter of time before they you know get on like these big bills with like you know bigger bands like i could see them like playing like opening up for deftones to be honest yeah Mm -hmm. they could open up for a lot of bands i think just they're a good gateway band too i think the first song i ever heard from them is that song belcara just a great song and uh it made a great like first impression on me i was like okay it's got the the melodic stuff it's got the heavy shit it's got a mix of just about everything and one of the big hits for them was holy roller like that that shit blew up Uh, 
Dude, that was the first song that I actually heard from them. And I was like, oh my god, this band is fucking crazy. And honestly, like like the clean vocals of that song, you can't really tell that it's a it's a female vocalist. So I th- I didn't know it was a female vocalist until like I actually watched the video. I was like, oh, okay. And then of course I heard Blessed Be. I was like, damn, that's a good song. Yeah, Blessed Be, Rule of Nines. I need to like, check them out. I haven't, I'm not. They're they're good, man. They're they're. I mean, on XM Radio, they're like on two or three different stations right now. They're fucking blowing. I up. feel like like out of the newer modern bands, they're probably the it band right now. Mm-hmm. So like, I know a lot of people are into that band Ginger. To me, this is yeah. a better version yeah. of that band. I, I I agree. I've heard Ginger. They're they're a good comparison, and mm. I think Spirit Box takes it. So I think the most recent single that they put out maybe a few weeks ago was a song called Circle With Me. Like I said, they got picked up from Rise Records, so yeah, you you know that they're gonna they're gonna blow up. So they're definitely a band to look out for. So that's my pick for this week. Circle with me, right? You said mm-hmm. I'll follow them right now. I've had like three, and I just changed mine within the last five minutes. But the one okay. I'm gonna pick is from one actually a band that I we listened to in high school a lot towards like when we were graduating, and then even afterwards. Um, it's a band that I really really enjoy. They're, the The name of the album is called "In the Absence of Truth," and the band's name is ISIS. Not the terrorist organization that is the band <laughs> ISIS. So this ISIS is the band. ISIS the band. Um, a really good fucking band. Um, very instrumental, very kind of proggy at times, but heavy when it counts. Um, notable out, al- notable songs off this album are, uh, of course, not in rivers, but in drops is a good song. Uh, the one of the songs that that a lot of people talk about is Holy Tears, which is a great fucking song. Holy Tears is one of the best songs ever made. I agree. Let Holy Tears be the first Isis song you listen to and then just explore from there. But the the closing track of the album is a, is a song called Garden of Light, which is fucking sick. So I first heard about these guys, I think, from like reading like a Revolver magazine or something years and years ago. Um, and I think they even did some like European like shows with Tool. Um, and another kind of fun fact is the a lot of the members of this band went off and formed Palms with Chino from Deftones. Oh, and sick. so um, if you like Palms, you'll probably like uh, Isis because the, the instrumentals are very, very similar. Um, the best way to, to, to explain Palms, which is another hidden gem, mm. is Palms is basically Isis with Chino singing. Badass. Yeah, I saw Palms in Corpus. Did you went to that yeah, show? Yeah, that show was sick, dude. Uh, we, I actually met Chino there. So did you get on cool. there? Yeah. I, was that at Brewster Street? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so I went to go see Crosses a few years before that, oh, and that was fucking sick. Um, but um, that's a cool place. But anyway, so, like Isis is basically a heavier version of Palms. Oh, yeah, yeah, badass. I yeah, mean, so check, that, check out. that out, dude. Like um, those guys were doing some cool shit. So when I heard Palms, I was like, man, Isis has been doing this for like fucking years already. This is essentially just like leftover Isis songs with Chino singing. But there's nothing wrong. <laughs> but there's with nothing that. wrong with that because yeah. Chino really like compliments that band so well, and I, I loved Palms too. 
Um, that whole album from start to finish is fucking good. That is a great pick. Holy tears. Drop what you're doing. Yeah, go, go listen, listen to, that to right Holy now. Tears, but listen to the whole fucking song. The whole thing. Okay. I have I have one. Go for it. Failure. Okay. Failure's pretty cool. They're from LA. Stuck on you till the end of time. You got me trapped. They're from like the nineties, but they're pretty underground. They're alternative. And I think more people should have recognized them than they should. they're like Soundgarden and Nirvana like that. I've um, showed this band particularly to a lot of other people because I've showed I've told them, look, this band is probably the more artsy Nirvana, mm-hmm. and they kind of got overshadowed by so many other bands who were just a little more radio friendly. Mm-hmm. But I mean, which is funny because if you listen to songs like "Stuck on You," that's a total radio hit right yeah. there. So, so we should probably should be specific. So if if we're gonna recommend any failure album, it's probably "Fantastic Planet," and that was released in 1996. And there's uh, like Nick said, there's so many like great songs. And, it, and Nick was the first person that showed me this band, and I think he started me with songs like "Saturday Savior" and "Stuck on You." And mm. I've Dude, those two songs like changed my life. Like those are two of the oh, best man. songs I yeah, ever heard. Right. Like I still remember the conversation we had. Like like it just the feeling of just like where have we been? Where has this bi- band been this whole time? Like this band exists and we had never really heard of them. And I feel like that's the case with a lot of people. It right. just kind of went uh, under the radar for a lot of people. But this is a band that's inspired like some of your favorite bands. Like there's a lot of like you know influences from you know that death tones took from yeah. them them and tool like tool yeah like, i mean just a, a you know uh if you listen to perfect circle the nurse who loved me like i never even knew that that was a cover mm-hmm. until like after the fact yeah, okay that is a failure song yeah um so i mean it, it's that was a great it's a great pick dude because it's it's a really important album and i think you saw them live didn't you not yeah, I saw him in Austin. Oh, so jealous, dude! It bro. was so cool. I was high off my ass. Like, so <laughs> I feel like awesome. you. I you, feel like you have to be either high or at least like buzzing. I was but, doing dabs in the car before we got in. It was cool. It was so really cool. I, I just want to be high and listen to like another space song. All three of these picks are, are good. Really, definitely, like, really yeah. good picks. Like these are all good picks for you to go and just chill to and listen to listen to some good shit. Um, another space song for real is a good chill song for, mm. for. So that's your playlist for this weekend. Any Spirit Box song, another space song, and Holy Tears by ISIS. And you have to listen to those three and repeat for an hour straight. This is good because like I I feel like you know because we play in heavy bands people kind of typecast us to like only listen to heavy music and yeah. don't get me wrong there's a lot of people who are in heavy bands that that's all they listen to mm-hmm. but like you know for for myself nick and i uh, and i'm pretty sure yourself like the music we listen to is very diverse it's all over the place like in fact like most of the times i don't even want to listen to heavy music Same. to be honest yeah. i want to play heavy music but i don't always want to listen to it so like I, I yeah I'll I'll jam failure I'll jam like ISIS and 
Um, you know, what? I want to throw in another one. So it's not off the same album, but um, I think it's uh, from the the album uh, "The Heart Is a Monster" mm-hmm. from 2015. Um, the song um, Mulholland Drive, Drive, dude. I knew you were gonna pick that one. <laughs> Failure wrote some of the best songs of all time. Another one, "Stuck on You," another space song, "Mulholland Drive." Yeah, definitely check them out. There, there's a music video. Somebody did like a um, an edit um, for "Mulholland Drive" to the movie "Mulholland Drive," and I think it's like one of the greatest, like, like the space, fa- the space scene, or just like the whole movie. Like they just edited oh. like a bunch of scenes, and I, I, it's when i think of that song i think of that video it just compliments it's very well i might post a link to that because i think that'd it's be a, super that'd be good. A good idea you know what there's also there's also like some people who like slow down like songs and they sound so much better mm-hmm. so like listen to, when the first time you listen to failure you know listen to another space song but then listen to type in on youtube failure another space song slowed, slowed and reverb slowed and reverb Oh, it's so what? damn good, bro. That is my that life. Out. Oh, yeah. dude, you're gonna want to think about every that. any great song that you've listened to that you can think of. Type in "slowed" and "reverb," and the song will be twice as good. Except Deftones, because oh, it's already the Deftones ones. I don't think are better slowed. I agree because the songs are already good to begin with. But, but like, but like, is it really you by Loathe? Oh man, the slowed version is fucking good, dude. Beach House Space Song. Super good. Oh, dude, yes. So, so bands like Failure definitely paved the way for a lot of the bands that that we grew up listening to. One of those bands is Deftones. I actually wanted a. I thought it'd be fun to like like ask you guys like especially gabe like what what is your favorite deftones album can you pick a favorite deftones album i know that's kind of hard uh, is there anything that comes to mind i mean I diamond eyes is pretty cool white pony <clears throat> i mean i love them all man see that's so the day like like hard. there's a lot of like i feel like there's like the old school fans who only want to listen to old school deftones and then there's like um people like like the latter albums like mm-hmm. i know nick is one of them like he never wants to hear you know the the early albums like yeah no for sure um like on the first sick too it is, i agree like i like every deftones album man but i mean like for me it's just like what really sold me on deftones was everything from like white pony and afterwards mm-hmm. i don't know how many times nick is it i i don't want to hear anything from adrenaline yeah, yeah. I, I, dude, for real. Like at the like, it's funny. I've seen Deftones a thousand times, and then like toward, I know that the show's gonna be ending when they start playing shit off Adrenaline. I'm like, oh, here we go. So I just kind of stand there. I'm like, okay, hurry up, play seven words so I can go home. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, that song goes hard, but at the same time, it's like, fuck, man, like, fucking play, play fucking Rocket Skates again. Yeah. I, I'm more in, I'm, I love that song more. But like for me, for me, like the like my favorite Deftones album, like. Mm-hmm. It's a tie probably between, uh, well, actually, no, it's probably not a tie. It's slightly, I'd have to give it to Diamond Eyes, but a very, very, very close second is Koino Yokan. Oh, really? That's, that's, wow. Over Saturday Night Riss. Saturday Night Riss is a close 
third mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh the only thing that like okay so like my favorite deftone song of all time is entombed and that's off Koino Yokan. Oh, so that yeah. already gets a lot of points mm-hmm. right there. But then you got to think about songs like Swerve City Goes Hard, Romantic Dreams is great, mm-hmm. Gauze is good, um, What Happened to You is good. Like There's there's not a bad song in that whole album. Yeah. And then Saturday Night Wrist, um, I, I love Sat- all of Saturday Night Wrist, I love all of Diamond Eyes. But when Diamond Eyes came out, there was something about it that was different. And um, that whole atmosphere around that album was just mm-hmm. fucking amazing. So that's why, for me, Diamond Eyes takes the cake because you can go from songs like one of my other favorite, like nine, my, one of my other favorite, like top five, like uh, Deftone songs is Nine Seven Six Evil. So I agree. Yeah. You can go from, from songs like that to Rocket Skates, and it's like, wow, this is pretty fucking cool album. I like, think I'm with you. Like Koinoyakan and like Diamond <coughs> Eyes are probably super close. I got to give it to Koinoyakan to and be see, honest. Like, you, you might ask me another day and I might change my mind. I yeah. mean, Saturday Night Wrist is 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 great, but Saturday, it's, it's Saturday, a very moody yeah. album. So if you're not in the mood for like some of the more emotional songs, like yeah, like maybe like like as a full album, like as a whole, I think like Diamond Eyes and Koino Yokan are just the better albums. Before um, before Diamond Eyes came out, Saturday Night Wrist was my favorite album. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, like it's it's up there, man. Actually, I was listening to Self Titled earlier, and I was just thinking of like how criminally underrated it is. Like I know, I know, like um, I just feel like it doesn't get enough praise. But like Battle Axe is a Battle good Axe, song. Death Blow. Mm-hmm. are some of the more underrated songs and like yeah hexagram and needles and pins yeah, yeah. this um, is one of the bands that i can just push play shuffle and i can listen to all of them man this it'll is, be good like yeah. you don't really want to skip for me i'll skip songs off adrenaline but i mean <laughs> like except like you know like I, some days like i'm really about bored bored and other days i'm like nah uh i don't think i ever skip root root goes fucking hard but like for like around the fur like i'm if it's my own summer, or if it's around the fur, the actual title track, I'll probably skip. But if it's like "Be Quiet and Drive," a lot of times I'll just let it play because I like the guitar part. Lotion mm. MX, dude, oh, a yeah, mascara, right. mascara, mm-hmm. dude, it's so sick. Good. And song. A lot of people don't pay attention to that song. I, that's what I think. Dude, mascara was a precursor to what White Pony was going to be. If you go back and listen to "Around the Fur," there's a lot of songs like fucking, um, like MX. There's a song like mascara. Mm. You're like. Huh, this is weird. Mm. But that's where Deftones wanted to go. And then White Pony just like took it to a different level. Yeah. But I can keep going on. Rosemary, yeah, you see the butcher. Like no, especially yeah. when the A strings came in, that was like that Dude, was yeah, huge. Well, I remember when I first heard the Diamond Eyes. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Dude, I forgot. We actually covered that song. Yeah. Rice and we, we haven't released it yet, but yeah, we, we covered really? that song. And then, damn, man, I love it. It's I can't wait to release Dang, it. Whoa. That's pretty big. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see when we're going to release it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you send that to us on the download. Yeah, 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 we will. We, we, we yeah, will not show go. anyone. <laughs> damn. I ought to hear that. Um, so I, I think you go, just so many. All of them are good. They're all good. All good. Except Gore. Gore is not good. Flamingos are stupid. I didn't, yeah. Yeah, it's that's, my cool. least, that's my least favorite. It's not one. cool, but dude, Skull and Roses is metal. You know what's not metal? Flamingos. I'm a flamingo and I'm coming up to you. Oh, is that your child? I'm gonna rip out his motherfucking eyeball. I'm gonna rip out his goddamn eyeball. Flamingo, <laughs> flamingo. Now there's this show called Tots that my daughter likes to watch on Disney Channel, 
and there's this one guy named Freddy the Flamingo, and there he takes off. He goes, Flamingo! So, whatever. She says it. It's funny. Okay, fuck you, dude. <laughs> Man. <laughs> You're ruining our cred as that's a metal why, band. That's why I was like, don't fucking talk shit about Flamingo. Bro, I be watching <laughs> kids' shit all fucking day, Do you dude. watch Coco Melon? Nah, dude, okay, my kid good. wants bum, baby bum bum. He's a like, bum bum for everything. We'll we'll wake up bum bum. He just wants to, and then that's our fault. We didn't want that, but right now we're gonna go cold turkey and try not to. I didn't want that either, man. But like my kid, <clears> like fucking. So she started off with Bluey, and <clears> then she started off with, and then she went to Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and then she went to this show called Tots. But we always like watch like the Coco Melon and Super JoJo. And now she's watching some shit on Netflix called Gabby's Dollhouse, which is actually not uh, yeah. that bad, I guess. What about Baby Shark? It, well, oh, that, of course. It's everywhere ba- every, now. Yeah, it's Baby Shark is a no-given. It's, no, it's, 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 nope. it's a given. Yeah. It's it's like, like, no, I mean, no-brainer. No Fuck. Baby Shark. Yeah, dude. Trash truck. You know, you know what uh, <laughs> Nick's daughter loves um, watching? Um, that, that, that artist, Kuko. His daughter loves his music. She'll just start. That's one of the few artists she'll just start like dancing to. Like he just. She loved summertime, high time, and keeping tabs. So that was kind of cool because I like Kuko also. I was in my studio recording a a cover of Metallica. Things should not. uh, Fuck. Things should not be. Yeah, and my son came in. Like well, everyone was outside. I thought I had the house to myself. So Mm -hmm. like they're outside playing whatever. He opens the door and just comes in. And he just starts headbanging, like dancing, and like like stop. I get the phone from recording, and I'm like, "Yeah, dude, hell yeah!" It was, this it was, this, this past weekend, I was watching an old school Slipknot live set from like 2000, and I was and she and I, I was like, "Yeah, you know, getting into it." And then I look over, and my daughter's like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Man, ten year old me is smiling so." hard yeah, right dude. now knowing that it's my a little trip, man it makes you really heavy like damn that's awesome so i definitely want to talk about ricin uh there's a lot of stuff to get into so let's go ahead and listen to the song red crown we'll be right back with more of the fiends podcast <laughs>
we are back with Gabe from Ryzen, and like we said, this is our first vocalist on the show, and uh, we previously we've had bassists, we've had uh, drummers, we've had guitarists, but like I was actually excited for this interview, uh, especially for you, Nick, because like it's not very often that you get to talk to other vocalists, like especially in our genre and our scene. So, is there anything that you want to? kind of uh ask gabe now that you have him here yeah um so obviously we both stand in front of the stage so it's mm-hmm. a little bit different than yeah. the other members of the band so um what where is your headspace at when you're getting ready to take the stage i mean for me it's like you know i have to like almost flip a switch too mm-hmm. because uh i I have to channel like all these guys I grew up watching, you know, when I was younger to be where I want to be on stage, you know? And so, and it takes a special kind of person to get up on, pick up a microphone and start singing. You can stand there and and metal, you can just fucking stand up there and like scream or whatever, but that's not enough. I feel a lot of times. Oh yeah. Like you need to have a presence. You need to have, there needs to be an aura around you. There needs to be some sort of something that speaks to everybody watching you that says why why should i be interested in watching this band so where's your headspace at like when you come on like and another thing i want to ask you like a second part of that question is um so do you um do you do you think that well, actually, just answer the first part, because <laughs> uh, I'm just like babbling at this point. So, no, where's your headspace at, like going into this all? You know, stepping on stage. I mean, well, walking, you know, stepping on stage, like I just, I mean, I'm, I'm always nervous. That never changes. Yeah. I'm always gonna be nervous um, when I see the guys, you know, tuning up, and I'm starting to hear the instruments, and I'm starting to feel it more. Like, all right, I just, you know, we're gonna do this. It's gonna be a good one. Let's get it. And I just, you know, I just. You know, once the intro starts coming in, and I just start feeling the drums come in, and then it just hits me. Just once, it just a switch. Yeah, that's when it's right when the breakdown or when the we all come in together. I just turn into my character. I just love it, man. I just get into the zone. And so, so you agree? It's almost like a playing a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I'm with you on that. It's 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 almost like when I when I'm on there, I have to play a character. But at the same time, it's I want people to understand that's how I want to be. Yeah, and, you know, like this is this is really who I've been eager to be all week for this next twenty to thirty minutes. This is who you're seeing. This this person you're seeing on stage is someone that this is the person that I'm like internally. This is who I am. I can't obviously be this guy fucking yeah. all day long. Nope. But just give it at all those thirty minutes, and, whatever. and and then I just kind of put it away. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you said that because it, it's nice to hear someone else say the same kind of thing. Because I mean, it's not like you and I are getting up there with like a, a guitar, like a acoustic guitar, and "Hello, darkness, my old friend." You know, we're not <laughs> yeah. doing that shit. So I mean, that's that's really cool to hear that. Um, another thing is, I don't know, and and, and I don't take this offensively, but. When it comes to like the songwriting, the lyrics are are you really heavily involved, uh, or do you kind of take a step back? Because I, I know like the other members have been pretty heavy as far as the music writing. Yeah. Um, where do you, where do you stand in all that? Uh, my guitarist Joy, he's a good writer, man. Like I, he knows. I mean, he's my best friend, and we we go through a lot back and forth, and mm-hmm. like our vibes when we know what we're gonna write, and and he comes out with some 
badass shit. Like he puts it together and makes so it. So you're pretty happy, like with the stuff he do, he oh, does. Yeah. Okay, cool. Have you ever been involved, like like with the songwriting, like the lyrics writing, or anything like that, or uh, a little bit, not as much. To, uh, but he does he does most of the writing. I'll I mean I'll write an idea and I'll write this and that. But other than that, like he comes in like, all right, I got I know I got you. I know what you mean. Yeah. And uh, you know like. Um, He's really good at it, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like. Oh, nah, I, I don't like it. I'm, or be that selfish mm-hmm. person. I'm gonna let him. He's better than me. Then I'm gonna let it. That's so yeah, you're know. you're you're all about what's better for the song. Yeah. And if that's gonna serve the song justice, I'll fucking do it. Yeah, and it okay. speaks for all of us. He knows. You know, he's not just writing bullshit. Like so. And also too, like when you're performing on stage, like it's your job whether you write the lyrics or not. It's your job to sell the band, to sell what you guys are exactly. writing. Yeah. So like people need to be able to believe what it is that you're writing about. You know, whether it came from you or it came from the. the doesn't to me it doesn't really matter no i don't i agree for those 30 minutes if i believe it then that's really all i could ever care about so all we're thinking is just one you know we're Mm -hmm. just we're all in one not Mm -hmm. just oh because of him or this this. yeah it's a it's a definitely a team effort the reason why i ask that question is because um i always wonder where other like vocalists are at as far as um when they're up on stage saying certain words saying Mm -hmm. certain things where they kind of stand on something mm-hmm. so it's always kind of nice but um it seems though like all the guys in ricin are, are a pretty collective unit and without one you know they kind of all crumbles and i don't mean that in a rude way right you know, i mean that in a way in the sense that everybody's pretty pretty tight mm-hmm. and it works the way that it works exactly yeah. and i mean it definitely translates on stage because i mean you guys have taken over the fucking metal scene in my opinion um, and so it's it's always a great time to see your it's always great to see your band play because it's I mean I love your fucking band so um, it's just it's just nice to kind of ask these kinds of questions to another vocalist in the metal scene because like I told you off the air like we're, I'm friends with like other vocalists and shit like who are not playing the song the metal or the metal the genre that we kind of play mm-hmm. so it's a little bit different for us I feel yeah. You know? <laughs> Now, I, I kind of want to go into your backstory a little bit. Um, now, did you grow up always, like, listening to metal? Or is that something you kind of grew into, like, a little later on in life? A little later? Um, because, was, like, from what I understand, like, you grew up, like, li- like listening to, like, like rap and, like, hip-hop. Yeah, a lot of gangster rap, honestly. Like, uh, I lived in some terrible places, I guess. I don't, I don't want to say terrible, right? But, like just that's that was my vibe that was my that was my environment and that's what i and i loved it too and then uh man shit, a, lot, a lot of hip-hop and gangster rap music has a lot of groovy beats and that's, oh, yeah, what, that's what ricin is they really pay attention yeah. to drumming that that's all there, there's a lot there's, of similarities between like down tempo mm-hmm. shit and like to me and, and like old school hip-hop like yeah. more or less like what were you listening to when you were 10 years old uh i got a Nelly City, <laughs> country grammar, that, there you that go. shit, or like Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style, like you know, shit like that. Cypress Hill. Um, but then, did you ever like ICP? Nah. Okay. Nah. <laughs> I guess I'm the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Got that right. Yeah. And then um, I was. And then my dad. He's like, my I dad was, was more into Twisted. <laughs> <laughs> he was in. He he loves all kinds of music. A lot of classic Frank Sinatra, Spanish music, like all that rap, gangster music, hip hop, 
a lot of metal, a lot of class. That was the shit. That was his, and that's when I he started you, introducing me to a lot of that. And you introduced us to your dad. You may not remember this. I don't know at a show we played at the hop sh- or not the hop shop. Uh, Sino Ray. Okay. Um, he was there. He's wearing a black Sabbath shirt, like an old school black Sabbath shirt. Oh, that is, yeah. And I was like, damn, that's a fucking old school Sabbath shirt. And you were like, oh yeah, this is my dad. And you know, we said hi to him and stuff. I was like, man, like Gabe's dad totally is down with the core oh man so. he's, uh, yeah, all the way he's a big supporter and sabbath all the way we're both fans that's when we, we're hanging out just chilling we'll turn on some classic shit our roots man like that, yeah we we'll just go back to our roots and just jam the fuck out yeah what else there's nothing better so. than that now before rice and were you in any bands prior to that um the guitarists and uh a, an old ex-guitarist that we were dom we were and this, we started this band in high school called Blythe, and it was like more like metalcore, more melodic, and was it little, Lamb of God influence? It was like as blood runs black. <laughs> it a, sounds like a little, a little bit of everything. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. We had all kinds of influences, so we, we combined it, and it was pretty cool. Was, we were a Lamb of God we, tribute band <laughs> called Sacrament. <laughs> There's probably one, but we were we were we were in high school. And we just just trying to make some fun heavy shit and we we're like it was different we we're did you all play any shows or is it more like house shows we played some house shows it was a terrible house show power <laughs> went out twice <laughs> not not many people were there it's cold as fuck and that was our debut show and then um then we had a, we played at the vow it was pretty it was okay we were 15 14 then we got asked to play at the White Rabbit in San Antonio, so that was really. Like, so we're like, "That's cool." I mean, even though we fucking suck, I mean, we're playing the White Rabbit. They asked us for us to play, so we could always say, "Hey, we played the White Rabbit." Bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when it was the White Rabbit, so it was, it was, and then after that, we we split up a little bit, moved to Austin, started this band called Goon. Never went anywhere. Came back to the Valley. No, before I went to the Valley, I was in Mascarana. I started Mascarana. Really? Did you really? I didn't know that. I was that. the first vocalist in Mascarana. Wow, I had no fucking idea. It was me, oh, me and Ethan, Eden, and uh, he, he's the one that like, was looking for Rob, you know, robbery? Yeah, yeah. Robbie. And, um, yeah, and then, I mean, the style wasn't, I like I like it, but it wasn't really me. It wasn't, I wasn't feeling it as much. A little too black metal uh, Yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much, yeah. Black metal, and um, and I just and I moved, and that's when I started that Goon project, and then I came back, and then around you know, you guys you were on, you guys were around the Sound Factory days. Yeah, we played yeah. we played there right, twice. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, In fact, I think we met you there one time. So that's right, and those guys that worked there, mm-hmm. Dom, Flip, yeah, that's right. Because we that played we we played a show there. Um, uh, the same we played there. Like we went right on before Fane. Fane. Mm. And oh, so I remember. That's and, true. I booked that show. Yeah, yeah. We we, we played that show. We <laughs> that was a great on, show. For we us. went we really went on cool. right before Fane. It was a, it was a great show for us. Mm. In fact, I almost thought that people thought we were Fane because our name was Fiends, oh. and they probably couldn't read. <laughs> Actually, that yeah, that that's a that was a one of the more memorable shows for us because like at the time we were trying to build our name, and um, we were really trying to play in front of like new crowds or whatever and i and feel that like was before we went eight strings we were oh, six yeah. strings at the oh, time yeah. yeah and and we were really like kind of establishing like our name and playing all these shows but i feel like a lot of people that night felt like yeah you're right they felt like we were 
they probably thought that we were an out of town band. To be so honest, they went all out for y'all. Yeah, we, we had we had a good we we had a we had a good set, man. Like we had a good bunch of people like going off, and um, I I really did think that people I, I, just yeah, assumed I, that I, we were from out yeah, of town I, because I, of the presentation, because the way we carried ourselves, because like that was the first time that we had probably played like in that kind of scene yeah. as fiends. Um, oh great! So we 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 played yeah. to a bunch of different people we hadn't played before, so we got a good response. And I remember talking to Josh Damn. briefly after that show. And he kind of, I, I think it was him. He was like, "You guys kind of remind me of Black Tongue." And in my head, I'm like, "Really? Oh, yeah. Like we're not that like heavy." But I think it's because we had like some slower kind of yeah. parts, and that Black was when, Tongue was just coming out. At the same yeah, time, and too. that's when like Down Tempo was on like the rise. So I think that's where he might have thought that. See, that's why that's why Rice and Star because that was the prime time. Traders was coming out. Traders, Bias fucking Black Tongue. So like that's when we and then after hours of the jam rooms we used them and we just fucking jam out and then our first song that we made was called Strange Tamer. I swear, I swear I'm doing always dead like a fucking room. I saw you walk away only to return. It's on YouTube and shit. It's just a straight up banger. Just. Two and a half minutes of just banging and banging. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that because you you start you know you start um, you know that other band you're you're playing you know some smaller shows but um, somewhere around the 2015 2016 comes Rice and you start um you know writing songs with those guys and for us like just in comparison like yeah we were starting to write a little bit slower songs we were kind of going a little bit in that down tempo ish style because really we were trying to go- mm. do the exact opposite of what everybody was expecting us to do so like we've told this story a bunch of times but like you know um there's... there was there was somebody in the scene and we won't I, say who but I'll, I'll tell you later off the air but mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it basically you know long story short he was telling us what how we should be writing our songs you should write more uh fast riffs okay you want us to write fast riffs we're gonna slow it down we're gonna play fucking slow groovy riffs you See. think we should be doing this we're gonna go the opposite direction of what everybody wanted us to do yeah and so yeah like we we kind of started doing you know i guess what would become the the down tempo well, we, we were we, we didn't ever went we never went full down tempo but mm. um we definitely slowed it down yeah. and and to, to you know at least for, from what y'all i riffs, remember y'all riffs are groovy as fuck i know that for fucking sure I, every time you guys play i was like Yep, that's the fucking yep. The next one, yep, yep. That's and, a fiend's riff. Yeah, and for time. us, like to 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 me, like we weren't so much trying to be a down tempo band as much as we were trying to be to a, embrace a, our our new metal roots. We were trying to go for the groove, and mm. because you know, in our previous band, Burn the State, it was you know, we always kind of went in the metalcore route, and the, you know, fast riffs, fast melodic riffs, and we we're mm. just like, why are we gonna pretend like you know, everybody wants to pretend like. They they didn't grow up listening to new metal why don't we just embrace it i don't care if people think that you know we're not cool because of it so let's kind of go with the old school mix it with the new school and that's how we kind of got our sound but yeah, yeah you're right around the same time bands like traders ba- bands like black tongue started coming out and kind of made that uh style of music i guess uh more prominent more popular yeah and um 
I feel like soon after that, that's where you guys kind of came into the picture. And I wanted to talk about your guys' debut show because it was uh, somewhere at the beginning of 2016 where you guys uh, um, debuted. And there's actually a YouTube video. Um, We'll try to post the link to this. And I got to give you guys props because um, you guys had it everything planned out from the very beginning you guys made a great first impression because you guys had the look you guys had the set like you had everything planned out ahead of time you got you guys had like the 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 logo with the scrims everything Mm -hmm. like yeah like for anybody watching for the first time everybody would have just assumed that you are like this signed band from out of town and like you guys timed your set like perfectly like you all had like just the 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 full presentation and i wanted to ask you about that like was that by design were you guys like okay we're not gonna because like with our band like our band has always kind of been like fine-tuning things we're just like Mm -hmm. okay this worked let's keep doing this this did not work we'll stop doing this yeah like to have the patience to like you know we're not going to play shows we're we're not going to play shows until we're ready ready. yeah exactly that and that's 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 what we kept in mind we just you know we're going to practice till we know we're comfortable and ready we're not going to go up there anymore and embarrass ourselves we already have done that already yeah uh from the previous bands and you know we want people to get no this is what we feel confident about our music and we're like this is going to be good jam out like we got to go all out, but we got to do this right. Yeah, make sure definitely, definitely. We're ready. Yeah, I mean, and I back that mm. too. I mean, that's the thing is, the problem is I feel like a lot of bands are like so quick to like just get on stage and play. But it's, if you're not ready, just wait. Because first impressions are everything. You can't, oh, yeah, you can't make a second first impression. No. Like, but we had to like start a whole different band to do that. Yeah. You know, and start, and start from the bottom again. Mm-hmm. Open shows. Mean, yeah. And then, like, the cool thing is that when we, when we started again with a new band name, we were opening shows, it got to the point where, like, people were like, oh, yeah, we can't have this band open shows. Because it just didn't make sense for, like, Fiends to, like, play first and then have, like, some garage band play after us. And I don't mean that in a rude way, but, I mean, like, you could see the difference. Yeah, you can. And so, um, you know, we, we, we definitely practiced a lot with Fiends. But, I mean, the cool thing about Ryson mm-hmm. is that when you guys hit you guys hit hard right off the fucking bat. Bro. No, there was never any stage present. Like we never planned it. We never. It probably we, wasn't we, necessary because nah. just all the right well, members, the the music backed it. It hit us all, man. We yeah. we all the look, and, the we, name, the everything. Look. Like yeah. you guys did it right because, like, you know, we we kind of had to, like he said we had to work our way back up because we were trying to do something like new. We were trying to get people to forget all you know the the previous band but like you guys waited and you guys like hit it hard from the get-go and so like i feel like you guys just like had such a like you guys built a, a following very quickly because yeah you all had all the ingredients for a great band at the very mm-hmm. beginning like you guys like did everything right and so like soon after you guys are are playing you know all these big shows you guys are opening up for all these bigger bands and like people were just all about rice and like people were were 
going off. Like we we would, you guys were like one of our favorite bands to watch because people would just like go hard in the pits for you guys, and you guys, like you guys just commanded the stage. You guys are probably like one of the more like fun bands to watch because I mean your guys music hits hard uh-huh. it's simple and it's 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 got yeah, the grooves bro that's exactly what it is you got it right like because that's what you know we like how i said we, we already have done the whole melodic the whole fast shit like not everybody's gonna pay attention to that kind of type of shit and like they're gonna they want something that's gonna be stuck in their head and they can groove to it even if you're not into the metal or into he- any heavy shit you start feeling the drums, and I see people that are in the crowds. They start, they start Dude. jamming the head. Yeah, bro. And you don't even have to hit anybody or do whatever. You can dance. You well, can bob your head. When and it comes to rice, and when you start hearing. Fuck yes. <laughs> I will fight 15 people right now. <laughs> like, it's just like. Oh. Just hearing that shit fucking... That's so mm. cool, man. I so, love that fucking riff, dude. So, I, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I've never told you this, but, like, I feel like our band needed your band because you guys lit a fire underneath us because, you know, we, we were doing our thing and then you guys came in and you guys are doing, like, the down-tempo stuff and, like, wow, these guys, like, these guys, like, figured it out like they figured out the formula and they're doing it like they're they're doing it at like you know top tier level like we gotta keep our shit up we gotta like it it almost become like i don't want to say competitive but like a good kind of like competitiveness whereas Uh like oh i that inspires me to like (laughs) write a better song the same way about you guys honestly we think about the same way you guys and then we guys when you guys play we'll be there like damn Shit, with our mouth, our jaws open. Well, like, you know, it's like for us, it's like it's good because when we play shows together, it's like okay, cool. Ryzen's playing tonight. We gotta bring it, mm-hmm. and it's not because we don't. We we know it's not a competitive thing. We like, we want to be better than you are. Nothing like that. It's just like we want to make sure that we can keep up with can you guys. Keep up <laughs> because um, you know you guys have definitely proven yourselves. Obviously. So uh, and and actually, 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 like of all the bands we played with, you're definitely like top. No, nah, I say number one. Sorry, everybody <laughs> else, but like you're my favorite. Y'all's band is my favorite band to play oh, with because thanks. no, it, it's it's great because number one, I love your band, but number two, it's it's when Fiends plays with when when we play with Ryson, uh, we all every member of the band steps it up because we like we know y'all are gonna bring it too. And so it's it's a competitive it's not, it's not a competitive thing it, it's a it's a friendly competition kind of thing yes where we want to make sure that we are both on the same page mm-hmm. but at the same time we want to make sure the crowd enjoys both bands yeah because the thing is about both of our bands there's still a lot of differences yeah and so um it, it's a it's a healthy friendly relationship let's say that oh yeah it definitely is it makes it makes both bands better and actually I feel like. You know, yeah, we played a lot of shows together, but I feel like we haven't really like taken advantage of it. Like, mm. like I feel like we should be playing like, like, you know, uh, 
co-headlining bills a lot more like like when you know we start playing shows again i think that's something that we definitely should be doing a lot more of oh, yeah, yeah definitely because i think our two bands i think people will, we, we will compliment just, we compliment each other so well because mm-hmm. some people just want to hear the heavy shit yeah and so i mean those people like like both of our bands but then there's some people who are like you know they just want to hear the rice and but then, like, you have some people who are, like, kind of, like, you know, like, like, like the kind of more like, softer Heavy. side <laughs> if of that fiends. makes sense, yeah. Okay, I get that. So, yeah. we'll, we'll, so I mean, it, it's cool because we get a good mixture of a crowd. And the cool thing is that, like, both of our bands are going to fucking bring it. Once we step stage, we're going to fucking kill. You yeah, know? man. It, it, it's funny because, like, Nick and I used to, well, I used to bring it up, like, all the time, like, we should do like a versus show, fiends versus rice, and I know Nick like has uh, never yeah. been. A, he's never been about it. But <laughs> I'm not a fan of versus but, shows. But I think it's because like you know like uh, for for those listening like back in the day like they used to do versus shows like at the VFW yeah. and Incubator and like it got really heated and there was a lot of like jealousy like just real bad attitudes and it would get so it'd be so negative. Yeah, and that's why I was like I don't want to do it because like you know this is supposed to be a good time for everybody. There should not be any sort of negative energy at yeah, all. But I try not to like make me make look make myself look like I'm having a high ego and shit. Like I, I because you're really not, dude. Yeah. Like you know, you <clears throat> anybody could come to talk to you and you would have a good conversation with yeah, just about but anybody. When they see me on stage or they see like when I'm in like I'm going all that and doing the thing, like oh I'm just a fucking pissed off dude. I hate it. I hate you. Don't talk to me. Like I know. I just. Come talk to me. Yeah, like you're <laughs> fucking cool as fuck, dude. Like there were times, there were times like I would go downtown McAllen and like you'd be there. Mm-hmm. We would not be playing shows, and you were like, "Hey, what's up, dude? Hey, man, what's up, man?" We would just, yeah, hey, yeah, you yeah. know, so it was cool. And like you know, you've always been such a approachable guy and a guy. So it's like. W- it's just like to me it's just like the versus whole the versus show thing it's like i don't really want to do it but mm-hmm. here, we're all friends Let's here's keep my it that no way. no no but like here's the thing like like I, back in the back of the day yeah like it would be a negative thing but like nowadays not so much because like everybody's kind of like in the know like these two bands are like these two bands are friends these two bands are like and, and here's my pitch right mm-hmm. okay and really it's just it's just like a way to bring people in because you have two strong bands that are co-headlining so you do a flyer with like you could do like fucking a mortal Kombat style you could do like the the blue versus red fire versus water kind of like mortal Kombat style flyer right mm. and then and then like when you actually get down to the show like dude you could do like you could even do like ufc <laughs> like wrestling style like uh an- announcing like for each band oh. okay <laughs> but here's my other pitch we could like pair up with like pair up with the John Cruz, pair up with a uh, uh, Adrian Eagle Eyes, mm-hmm. and shoot like um, videos on the side to play. And obviously, you'd have to do this at CNL Ray. That's right. the only place you could do this because it'd have to be like big, big time. You you pair up with like these videographers, and your band shoots something to play on the video screen. And we don't oh, we don't have okay. to know about it. Like you do whatever you guys want. You want to do something spooky. You want to do something like fucking that hits hard. Like do whatever you want. We go and we do something, and then we play the show, and it's fun for everybody. It's all like it's all like the thematics. It's okay, all- I think we should do that, but not a versus show. 
really the only versus aspect is like we're not going to be voting we're not going to be like oh okay. who do we're it's really just the flyer the I, concept yeah. for the flyer I, no i, I beans mean, versus ricin i i definitely want to do like more co-headlining shows with ricin because those shows that we've done co-headlining with you guys have always been really good and really fun um I'm just saying this right now so everybody hears me. <laughs> I am not competitive at the least in no, this shit, no. and I just want to have a good time. You want to yeah, hear my other great about. idea? I guess. It's a stupid idea. Do it. Let's you hear it. it. You know how people do enchilada fundraisers? Yeah. What? They do that? Yeah, yeah. People like do. F- f- well, yeah, yeah. People do fundraisers when they're trying to, like, you know, like raise Chicken. money to, like, yeah, yeah, to, to fund their album, whatever. So we'll do like in well, people do enchilada plates. We'll do the, <laughs> the rice and fiends, oh. rice and beans <laughs> enchilada combo plate. <laughs> that is a fucking awful idea. Ten dollar tickets. So- there is nothing metal about that at all. Ten dollar <laughs> tickets. We split. We split the bill between both bands, and then you you pay for it, and you get like a you get like a like a split EP from both bands. Rice and beans. Hey, why not? What do we got? Rice do? and beans. Right. Rice and beans <laughs> combo <laughs> plate. That's been a joke for a while. They always make rice and rice and beans. Rice and beans. <laughs> rice and fiends. If you think this is a good idea, message me. <laughs> We'll make this happen. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna message you tomorrow and say, "No, fuck no." This is stupid. I'm quitting the band. <laughs> I will quit the. Band. I will quit the band if you do this. Hey, it's 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 not up to me. It's up to the people. If the people want it, we'll do it. Golly. Okay, yeah. so everybody go check out Fiend. Oh, sorry, Fiends. Ricin Thirsty Monkey. We'll Rice, try. Yeah. We'll, we'll try and post like the clip, but like it's fucking badass because like, Ricin starts playing. This is their debut show, by the way. And then, like, you just see, like, a huge fucking fight break out, and it's fucking killer. If anybody wants to check it out, it's Ricin debut set live at the Thirsty Monkey in McAllen. It's from um, February 13, 2016. If you go to this YouTube video, they actually have the fights time-stamped. That's true. Which is very helpful. It's very helpful. So if you want to watch the the fights, the first brawl starts at (laughs) 4.55 seconds. It's more of a rumble than a fight. And the uh, the second fight starts. Uh, 16 minutes and 23 seconds. So if you want to see some fights during a metal set, yeah, go check that funny. out. Uh, who who came up with the Ricin name? Oh, we got it from Breaking Bad. That, uh, you know, I always that's what I, mean. thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> I always thought that because I, yeah. I was like a huge Breaking Bad fan. I still think that's that is the best TV show Wait. of all time. And Ooh. I always like wondered if that was the case. Yeah. Um. You don't even need an explanation. That is a badass name. Yeah, during those times, rice and I slipped in your. (laughs) (laughs) We would just be there, fucking always watching, binge watching, uh, Breaking Bad, drinking and shit. Dude, I never watched Breaking Bad until like the last like year and a half or two. Yeah, the best fucking show I've ever seen in my whole fucking life, dude. There's no yeah, better man. show than no, that, man. So, no debate. Yeah, Breaking definitely. Bad. I, I felt so bad for sleeping on it, but that is the greatest fucking show I've ever watched, ever. So fucking yeah. good, I'm dude. not too sure who came up with the name. I think it was um, our friend Dom, our ex-guitarist. I think him or Joey. 
That's super hard. One one name, bad love- names are fucking they work yeah, i love it yeah. and it's all caps mm-hmm. put some respect on the name if respect. i see you, if i see you guys spelling it lowercase i'll come to your house <laughs> and i'll slip ricin into your stevia yeah. same with fiends don't don't spell it lowercase it's all caps <laughs> yeah respect it respect. Fucks. uh so we're kind of winding down here you got any last questions for for gay before we go um yeah, I got a couple. Uh, actually, I'll just I'll settle it at one. Okay. So, um, with regards to Ryson, what are your goals? Maybe like the next year with the band. So right now we're you know we're being really really patient. You know, trying to get this this next EP out. I don't know if we're gonna do ever gonna do a full length. You know, probably keep doing. We have a shitload of songs to so just put out EPs EPs because if we put out a full length. I don't think anyone's going to be paying attention. No, EPs yeah, are the way. EPs are the way to go. <clears throat> yeah. EPs are singles, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's our plan. And right now, I just need to go back. We need to go back to the studio with Josh Windowmaker and just uh, finish up the vocals. And then he, that's all up to him and artwork. And then from there, promote it. And then maybe we'll do a debut debut show, and then from there we'll go on. Yeah, I always felt bad because when you guys released the music video for for Red Crown, uh-huh. it was kind of like right at the pan start of the pandemic, Dude. like not that long after. Dude. So I was like, you yeah, guys released. Man. It was like such like the worst timing to put out an EP, but also at the same time, like mm-hmm. like last year, I was like, well, I'm glad that somebody's putting something out because mm-hmm. that's during a time when like everything just kind of came to a halt. So I was like. Well, I'm glad that they put this out because I have something to listen to, but also it's not the greatest time for them because, you know, yeah, so there's you, no shows, you know? Think about it. Like when we, that day we show was 2016. Look how long it took us to release that. It was, oh my God, man. We didn't... I'm, I'm glad we... Dude, it's funny because like, if you go back in time and like think about like when you released The Red Crown as a song, uh-huh. not the video... And you look at your faces, like in that fucking. Oh video. yeah, y'all look so young. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, and then you like you go to like the actual video. You're like, fuck, these guys aged. Oh yeah, <laughs> you dude, know what definitely. I mean? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a bad thing, but it was like, you know, like you could totally tell you guys were like, you know, young men. Yeah. And then like, yeah. the red crown came out. I was like, oh no, these are men now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And From boys to men. From then, boys to men, and dude. And then now, since after the pandemic, when we take our promos in our next video, we're gonna look like. He's like, I got a beard dude, now. Dude, for real, man. I got long hair and a beard. Yeah, yeah that's how like, all of us are going to feel. It's like, <laughs> fuck. We're going to be like fucking Robin Williams and Jumanji. What year is it? <laughs> we got to do that EP release show. And yeah, dude, you guys are going to love this one. This is, this is a fucking jammer. I love this EP. I mean, I'm already ready for the release of the next, the next shit because, man, you know when you get used to something already, you're like, man. Oh, yeah. Obviously, it, right? <laughs> you're yeah. just like, man. Uh, yeah, I totally get but, it. But... You know, yeah, we're tired, but people have out there haven't even heard it yet, <laughs> dude. Honestly, like to be honest, like it's, it's been so long since both of our bands have played. So when we start yeah. playing, we could totally play old shit again, and people will probably be okay with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm pretty but sure. For us, I can't like, wait to play a show, man. But yeah, again, we just want to be ready. We don't want to rush and just get on a show just because. Yeah, yeah, you want to make know. it. Yeah, <clears throat> but it'll be all worth it all this way. Presentation you know? is everything, man. I got a question for you. Okay, so what's a band? What's a band that you would love to open up for? Hmm. It doesn't even have to be a big band. It could be like maybe a smaller tier band. But what's a, what's a band that 
you wish you could open up for? It'd be really, really cool to open up for um, Black Tongue. I always like Black Tongue. Yeah. Oh, that would go off. Nick, same question. Mm, Cold Chamber. Oh, really? No, I'm serious. That would be cool. Yeah, I, dude. If if they, if I got offered to like open up for Cold Chamber, Cold and it was like during like a weekday, I would probably uh, cry. I would fucking cry, dude. I quit my job. I go fucking play. Fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah no, no, no. For me, it's cold. I love Slipknot. I love Cornell's bands. Yeah, yeah. But if I got to open up for Cold Chamber, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Damn, you went. You can pick another one if you want, but no, for me it's cool. I mean, no, 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 your answer is great because Black Tongue, like, realistic, I could see that happening, like, mm-hmm. easily. Yeah, dude, and people would fucking go off. Any final questions? I'm good, man. Um, I pretty much asked him everything I wanted. To this is great. Thank you for having me, man. Dude, thanks for coming oh, on, yeah. man. I, I'm, I was actually really, really cool. I was actually really excited all day to hang out with you and talk with you because I feel like every time we get to like hang mm. out and talk, it's always at shows and shit. Yeah, it's small talks. Yeah, no, it's not yeah. So I mean, it's like you know, I always want to like get guests on and let them know, hey, we're 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 pretty cool guys. Yeah, you dude. Know what I mean, y'all need to get to know me. Too. Yeah, so like we definitely need to do this again, even without the podcast. Just get together and just chill out, and have a good time. Mm-hmm. All right, so this has been a great conversation uh, with Gabe from Rice and Go. Check out their band; they're going to be dropping some new music very, very soon. Uh, Fiends, we're going to be dropping some new new music very, very soon. So expect that we're going to do a co-headline show with both of our bands in the next few months. It's, yeah. it's got to happen. It's and when gotta, you and when we do, you better fucking be there, you boy, fox. Not you. Oh, I don't know. Well, you'll get something coming You're, towards you. Yeah, yeah. You hear that? <laughs> he's so he's so passive. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, something <laughs> might happen. Something might happen. Uh, Something's gonna happen. You know that. So yeah. Um, no, our our two bands. We got to play more shows together. So this has been great catching up with you. And just reminds me that, like, yeah, like, you know, we we need to play more shows together. We need to we need to do more stuff together because it only makes sense and i think both of our bands like i said both of our bands make uh, we make each other better yeah and every time you guys put out something i'm like fuck Mm -hmm. like i i hate it because i was like oh man we gotta start writing again and sure enough we start writing again and 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 it just that's so awesome that's good it inspires us to 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 you know to to keep getting better and hopefully it's the same for you guys yeah yeah definitely and so uh yeah like i'm just excited for both of our bands to to get back to playing it's it's gonna happen we're we're gonna do it so uh very cool be on the lookout for more new music from ricin so for gabe nick and myself this has been the fiends podcast we'll see you next week later